We've taken 176 years of Australian winemaking innovation and distilled it into every bottle. Introducing the Penfolds 2020 Collection. When only the best will do, choose the extraordinary. Penfolds, meet extraordinary. Discover the collection at penfolds.com. Protesting in Jesus' name for our brothers and sisters. It was a freaking boobs flying everywhere and butts. I'm like, sour puss, sour puss, sour puss. so professional i've never been in the lead before <laughs> y'all so pray for me um what's going on y'all welcome back to another dose of free-ish it's nancy pelosi's kneecaps when she was doing that meal and that kente cloth probably smelling like kente all <laughs> <laughs> and it is that light that you see in the eyes of your favorite OnlyFans when they have that ring light on high setting during the middle of the flick. <laughs> Ricky. <laughs> Shout out to the OnlyFans girls. You know, we support small businesses. Okay. <laughs> All small businesses that are under $9.99 a month. Let me know if you got a $2.99 okay, discount for a special because I'm right here. Because listen. Somebody got a fifty nine ninety nine a month subscription out there, and for them to only sit up there and bench press, you know, baby niggas, I don't really see the point in your OnlyFans being that much. So you better be bench pressing a whole two thirds of your body into somebody's orifice for fifty nine ninety five a month. For fifty nine ninety not for fifty. For any amount over twenty dollars, you better be sending me personal messages, bitch. I better be your man at fifty dollars a month. That's a lot of money for like a dick, where that you can probably see on like Pornhub if you really search. Yeah, for fifty nine ninety nine, you better Uber yourself over to me and give me some. <laughs> right. Fifty nine ninety nine, shit. In this economy, child. Anyway. <laughs> I heard my laugh in the echo and I'm not laughing anymore. Okay, oh I lied. <laughs> you know I'm gonna have to play the RuPaul's Drag Race Shade voice right there. So it's really funny because, you know, throughout the course of my life, like I've had um, very close relationships with a lot of different females, you know, family members, friends, friends, family, so on and so forth. The different Ooh. random lady at the store. <laughs> 
But, and I guess, I don't know if people just feel very comfortable with me or if they just, like, you know, think of me as, like, a close friend. But have you ever had somebody be in, like, the thick of a conversation with you and they really into it and they're giving you the tea and they just, like, and then, girl, I mean. Yep. I mean. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> and I, I, when I was younger, I used to get offended because I used to be like, why the fuck you calling me girl? Like, shit. But now I just, I don't get offended anymore. I just be like, oh, you really think of me as like being that close to you that you really just like, it just flew mm -hmm. out the window. Because I, I know sometimes it do be like, girl. Because <laughs> listen, I'm one of those girls. <laughs> I'm one of those gays where it's like, I don't really do too much, you know, calling each other girl. You're really the only person that I call girl, like as in like a... Like, I'll be like, girl, look at this. Her girl, this. Her girl. girl. Like, you're the only one I feel comfortable enough to, like, even say that with. And so, like, one time my mama did it. And she does it a lot, actually, now. But, like, back when it was, like, not cool to be gay. She, like, used to hit me with girl. Because it would just be, like, she's spilling tea. It's like, it would, and we'd be in it, too. It'd be like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. nah, fuck that. It's cool. <laughs> just, like, and then they'd be happened? so, like, I'm like, sorry. I didn't mean to say that. Anyways. So. I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. <laughs> You are a boy. <laughs> or, like, when they try to call it. Or has this ever happened to you where they call you cute and then they, like, have to bring it back and call you handsome? Oh, yeah. They all yeah. used to do shit like that, too. Where they be like, you, you looking cute. I mean, handsome, handsome. They'd be like, girl, it's fine. I know. <laughs> I was actually um, having a funny key to... I was actually having a funny key recently. Um, one of my friends had come over from high school and my mom hadn't really seen her since that time. And she was trying to recognize her. And she was like, I kind of remember, but you know, it's been a long time. But I, I wanted to be like, oh, you don't remember her? She was the same girl when I seen her in Kroger's when I was 16. And I ran up to her and her mom and was like, hey. And when I came back to you, you were like, why'd you run up to her like that? You don't need to be running like that in the middle of the store. Oh my god. Can't remember that moment. <laughs> <laughs> I there are so many like microaggressive moments I've had with like my mom and dad. Just because I grew up in a church, so it'll be like, child, sometimes the spirit hits you and you switching down the aisle and then they got why you walking like that. You need to be straightened up. And I always thought it was like something I did, like maybe I'm a little uh uh nah nah. But like <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't walk with a switch because I'm fake. I'm not fake boat legged anymore, so that solved everything. <laughs> yeah, I would just say it just feels really good to be older and be more comfortable in your skin. Like I remember being in high school and shit like that, and being like, "Damn, I I want to do all of this stuff, but I feel like I can't. Like I feel like I would just be weird or yeah. whatever, you know? Like, and I, I, you know, just really just made me have to just like internalize a lot of stuff and really like downplay a lot of different parts of my personality that like. I'm really interested to explore more now that I'm older and a lot more comfortable with certain things. <laughs> Girl, that took a Yala turn real quick. <laughs> it goes there sometimes. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad for you and for me and for all the gays out there that are older. Right. You know, it is Gay Pride Month. I love you, man. Nigga, you gay. Um, and, you know, of course, with everything going on, the Black Lives Matter movement taking on this huge new win that hopefully helps us really see some change, I really hope that we can also, you know, take some time to really appreciate, in particular, the black LGBT that are out there. Because, you know, at the end of the day, like, a lot of people want to say, oh, you're black before you're gay. But at the end of the day, like, we're both.
So, <laughs> it's, I'm not gay. I'm not gay. I'm not black. He's not mixed. With what? <laughs> Anyways. Nigga, <laughs> 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 but no, that's exactly right. It's like we both. And I like somebody tweeted. I think Lou or somebody tweeted like and was like, "I've been called a nigger more times. I've been called a faggot, but that don't make it hurt any less." It's like. <laughs> It is what it is. Like we both, it is, I, I can't be. I can't turn off the gay and be pro black. If y'all out here marching for Black Lives, but y'all out here beating up trans women, then I can't support that. You know what I'm saying? Because that inter that intersects with my intersex. Like it just, it just, it's not right. But it's okay. Look at that boy over there. I just know he just knew he said a little something. He just knew he gave y'all word. Tell me I was not. <laughs> Giving the girls ministry, okay. I was not Dorinda Clark Hole, okay, but I'm gonna let that go. I'm gonna let it go. Well, you're Dorinda Clark Cole, and I'm Keisha Cole Clark. Well, you're Dorinda Clark Cole, and I'm Keisha Cole Slaw. Okay, <laughs> beep. But yeah, so if you are listening to the sound of our voice as every week. Or if you're new here, or if God has led you here by some divine tweet, follow us at Freeish Media on Twitter, on the Instagram, and everywhere you stalk your exes. Please, 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 please follow us on the social network um, platforms because the more y'all follow us, the more active we can be, and the more coin we might get to fund a lot more projects, honey. So if y'all just want to support us at the bare minimum, you can follow us and download our free ass app. Because niggas love free shit, our app is available right now for iOS. All you have to do is search freeish in the app store. For our Android cousins, y'all shit is coming soon. But it'll at least be before your bubbles turn blue, so it's coming. Oh, Chashe. Uh, so, so, how are you? How have you been? I've been good, Quar just... Fake quarantine. I don't know, I've been real quarantine, for better or worse. I'm in Atlanta. Miss, I want to be open. Child, the, the girls be out. I be on Jack. People be saying they was out at Piedmont. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, and then when oh, I say, oh. and then when I say I've been in the house, they automatically get defensive. But I was wearing my, I was like, okay, well, I didn't say, I just said I was in the house because that's where I was. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was wearing my. Uh, I ain't say I was. I ain't say I was judging you for going to Piedmont. Please keep in contact with me so I can see how you are in six weeks. Right, because I'm gonna need a quarantine period. Honestly, well, I don't do those things. But if I was to do those things, I would be like having to like know that you've been in the house for a certain amount of time. That's what would make this all difficult, because you running up on random trade at Piedmont, you def you going to catch more than just corona. Like, sweetheart, that's not the only thing out here running around killing folk. Okay. Yeah, I'm just over it because, you know, I am tired of being single, but at the same time, I'm like, you know, let me just use this time to focus on me, get myself together, and really just, you know, be the best me that I can be. 
so that when so I so that I have some shit that I can bring to the motherfucking table. No, bitch. So I can be yes. the motherfucking table. No, bitch. So I can yes. be the motherfucking room that the table is in. You know what? Fuck that. So I yes. can be the motherfucking world that the city is in, that the building is sitting the fuck down on, that Come the room on. is contained within, that the table is located in where the shit is being sat. You better fucking preach, nigga. <laughs> I felt that shit. That's what the fuck we that doing in 2020, my nigga. You need to go into ministry. I'm just going to say that. Well, I have been to jail. Oh, my gosh. Haven't we all? <laughs> we don't got to add this part in there, but my mom was talking about how a lot of um, preachers are, used to go to, they used to be in jail. I didn't even crack it. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't been in jail, but he was a crackhead. So that's close enough. Like every that's always everybody's testimony. They either been in jail or was on drugs. We'll get into that later. Um, but yeah, I've been fine. I've been in the house still. New York had the nerve to try to open her legs to married men today. So we'll see how that goes. Um there was protests running up and down the street this week. Yes, protests. Or this weekend. Yeah, no, Contessa. That was, <laughs> let me tell uh-huh. you something. On my block day was partying and there was a barbecue. On the next block day was protesting. So I was, I couldn't go to the protest because I had to cross a bunch of niggas and I felt like they wasn't really, they Black Life Matter more than, you know, a lot of people's, but not more than mine running across the street. So I had to, you know, protest, you know, across some blocks. If y'all know New York City, some blocks is a long, long period of way. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they were protesting. I was definitely like hearing um, the police going up and down the street all day, like really agitating mm. folks. They was pushing niggas down. So yeah, I stayed my back ass in the house because y'all know my immune system is, you know, on the edge of glory half the time. So I can't be out there protesting. And like Beyonce said, y'all shouldn't be shaming people that ain't, you know, you need to be standing up and doing what the fuck you need to be doing and your motherfucking fat ass or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) But we'll get to that. No, but I've been fine. So I had to tell you something. So, and I didn't get a chance to tell Ricky this before the show, but why did I find a rat in our apartment? You found a what? Girl, so if y'all do not know, we have had war with the rodent community for some years now as a free child, <laughs> like both of us. Child, we've been fighting a two front war. Like, okay, like so go back and listen to some of the older episodes because we have had some shit go down. So I, so we first saw one in the apartment. Now we clean, we believe in God and we pray, you know. So. You know, we cleaned everything, bleached everything. It was like, oh, hell no. Oh, like, hell no. Burn it down. Very that. And so, like, all was well. So I kept smelling this smell in the room. And it's one of those, like, everything looks immaculate. So I'm looking, but I keep smelling this smell in the hallway. A smelly smell. And if you ever smell the smell that I'm trying to not describe, it smells like what Keisha Cole probably smells like. No. It smells like what Frankie probably smells like after a night out with like Mama Jones and like 
whatever, uh, you know, a crackhead Wanda, whatever, whoever they went out, like whatever she smells like the day after. Like that's, it smelled like, I can't, I can't say that. Mm. It smells like Queen Latifah's under titty and bestie. Like that's what it smelled like. So I had to get. What was that? Because I wasn't I here. I didn't it. hear any of that, by the way. <laughs> I said, I said the rat smell. It was like, like I don't. You don't. Yeah, need, I don't need to hear yeah. it again. Because the way the joke works, it's like it's about a smell that you would not know, but you see. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so I found a Mickey Mouse in the corner. Wrapped up in the name of a mouse trap, so I had to be traded the season and <laughs> take it outside. Um, the point is, um, rats are evil. Um, rats are agents of the devil, and they come from white people. I'm assuming because there's some white people that moved in the building, and all of a sudden we got rodents. So um, disinfect your houses, wash your hands, and disinfect your white neighbors because I'm pretty sure all that prosciutto cheese that they're trying to stuff up their ass is definitely leading rats into my apartment. So, shout out to Brooklyn. Um, that was like an early flop. <laughs> okay. But other than that, I've been blessed and highly favored. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Heidi. Hey, Heidi. Hi, Gorgia. How are you? I'm blessed and highly favored. Oh, <laughs> You know she stole that from me. Who stole that from the Clark sisters? Who stole that from Jesus? <laughs> exactly. Okay, so listen. White people have been white people in this week. Um, the white guilt is definitely jumping out of the girl. Bitch, we got the... They had net. I forgot I can't say that no more. What? What you want to say? I wanted to say... We got our foot. We. I want to say we've had our foot on their necks all week, oh, but then I realized that we can't say no. that no more. And I'm like, damn, that was like something we that we say, say a lot that we can't say no more. It's just really crazy that like this phrase that was so common, it like takes on such a completely like new and dark meaning now. It's like I don't even feel comfortable saying it anymore. But it like it's like damn, I gotta think of something else to say. But yeah, we've had our motherfucking hands applied to that lace front for the last week. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. We've had that lace front in our fists, like. <laughs> I was gonna say, you had the eyelashes tugged and put, I don't know, it just gets weird once you don't have it. It's like, who pulling out eyelashes? Diamond from Crime Mob. <laughs> that seemed more like a princess thing to do. Well, speaking of niggas in black history, um, Nancy Pelosi and the girls in Congress um, decided that it'd be a great idea to rock some kente cloth um, and kneel in front of the Black Emancipation Monument or whatever for the time that um, George Floyd was incapacitated um, Nancy Latifah I don't know what's <laughs> going on with the white people that feel as though <laughs> that these extra black measures like kneeling and washing our feet like we in biblical times and they're about to make Kwanzaa the next national like, holiday 
They're about to replace Christmas Bitch, with Kwanzaa. When Kwanzaa roll around. Right. When Kwanzaa roll around, they are going to be out here in these Harambe mode. And I'm just Bitch, the Proud family around. is now <laughs> essential American child watching. Oh, my gosh. I'm sure if we go to Disney Plus right now, Proud Family is featured. <laughs> Bebe's Kids it's is new essential development. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Kids, white kids right now are, like, really watching for the first time. Like, black culture. Like, it's it, it's really weird to, like, I don't know if I, I don't, I don't care. Like, I don't want no white man washing my feet because white people don't wash their hands. So that's not really in my realm of like really even wanting. Like I wouldn't even, I need y'all to change legislation. I need y'all to get out there and be really having these police officers be accountable for having a foot on people's necks because that's what the fuck happened. And I'm really not interested in like white guilt. I'm getting a lot of white guilt this week. Like a lot of like, oh, we're just going to cater to y'all because... You know, we're so wrong and we're mad about slavery too and don't cancel us and I don't care. New year? Yeah, kind of like you touched on, I'm more interested in seeing the ref, the re, I'm more interested in seeing the reforms that are made out of this. Like, you know, the situation in Minneapolis I've been following somewhat closely as far as, you know, they say they're dismantling their police department. And I've also been reading a lot of articles, you know, just based around the whole concept of a police force and, you know, the origins of it. Do we really need it as it stands now? And the way the articles pointed it out, I was kind of like, damn, like, do we need police as it stands now? But, you know, when you think about a lot of the things that we call the police for, you know, medical emergencies, um, different, you know, drug-related offenses, things like that, domestic situations, a lot of things other departments would be able to facilitate if they had the budget to be able to do that. But other departments are getting, you know, a couple million dollars, which when you, you know, if you think about it, you're like, okay, that's a lot of money, a couple million dollars. But when the police department of the same jurisdiction is getting a billion dollars, two million, like that's, that's yeah. a huge difference. Like, think about the difference, the difference between a million and a billion. Like, <clears throat> that, it's a difference. So, you know, a lot of places are talking yeah. about taking some of those billions that these police departments are getting and using those to fund public education, to fund drug reforms, to fund other programs that have been, like, massively underfunded, you know, over the years. And, you know, to see how that can, like, really start to reshape our country in another way. Because, you know, a lot of other countries don't have the crime rates that we have, and a lot of them also don't have the police force that we have. It's like, at this point, what the fuck are y'all, like, really doing? Yeah, and even suggestions have been made to, like, defund the police, de-gun the police. And I'm like, I don't know necessarily if it's... Okay, because they're about to cancel Biden over this, too, so it's going to cover a couple topics, y'all. But, like, over Biden came out today and was like, he don't believe in police necessarily defunding. But he believes in police reform. So in my head, it's like, what is the level of, what's the common ground we trying to come to? Are we coming to defund the police? We don't want any police. Let's be like Canadian and just have people running around in red suits and like horses. Or is it a level of, let's de-gun the girls. They won't have guns. 
But then in my head, it's like if they don't have gun isn't what killed George Floyd. Like Mike Mike Brown wasn't killed by getting shot. Like those were people that were choked out. Those were people that were like mishandled by the police. So like the new law that they're proposing is like that it like makes all of these things that we thought weren't you know that we thought were common sense that were illegal <coughs> to be illegal. So like now kneeling on people's necks to get them you know is illegal or like or it's not now. But this is what the Democrats were proposing today while they were on their knees um, in front of America. Uh, looking a fool. Looking a fool. She got that damn Kenta cloth on and didn't even go with the outfit she had on. It's like, ma'am, ma'am, you're gonna black friends to tell you you wear neutral colors when you put on Kenta cloth. Anyway, it's uh, like you ain't never been to no Baptist church. Uh, but yeah, it was like one of those things. Well, they were putting out the law, so then like things like that, people, things like uh, um, them having to wear body cams. Like if it's disabled, then you get like fined and things like that. Certain laws like that, and it's like so. Is that's what we're calling for as a protest? I'm just like, if I'm, I feel like I'm have an unpopular opinion on this mm-hmm. whole thing. I'm just like, like I just I don't. I don't. You don't want. I don't know what we fighting for anymore. I don't know what we fighting for anymore. You know, I just feel sad, like watching a man's funeral. It's like, damn, none of you, nobody knew this man before, like two weeks ago. Like nobody. Why is Tiffany Haddish and Tyrese and everybody showing up looking like Black Panther to that man's funeral? You know, but it's like it has to be a a, a level of a national face a voice to these things like Trayvon and Mike Brown and Sandra Bland and all these people that have always that have been martyrs but it's just this is feels like I, I don't know it's like the anger's in the right place but we're I, I don't know what comes after it like the nigga in charge I don't care nigga fuck <laughs> yeah the White House is begging him right now not to make a statement did you see that on Apple well I just turned on Apple <laughs> But they were basically like, girl, don't say a word. And then it's like, he's going to speak at some point. Oh, you know the Twitter fingers is getting ready tonight. They say he's going to make a national statement about race, like a a presidential address. (laughs) Okay. And they say, and if it's anything like his, like, normal shit is going to cause, like, an uproar. Because it's like, he's never actually directly confronted us as, like, a people. He's normally, like, say a slash shit on Twitter or, like done things like even the retweeting of like the insecure thing with the Miss Seeley shit. It's like a microaggression <laughs> on me. But like this will be the first time when he has to like sit in front of that mic and address racism and what's your thoughts? And he has to be like, child. And I'm like, I know it's gonna be bad. I know it's gonna be like, you know, you niggas need to calm down <laughs> or some bullshit like that. And then we're gonna be out here burning shit. You like know this nigga's gonna be like, I mean what the fuck are y'all talking about? Omarosa won a fucking season of Apprentice. Lil John won have, a season of Apprentice. I have black friends. Okay. He de- and I don't know how controversial this is, but I need everybody to be real because we did not hate Donald Trump before the presidency shit and the before like the whole racism came out with like the and the racism, sexism, all of these random ideals. Even though Donald Trump has been around for like a really long time as Donald Trump, as that same like Right, everything you've done before, like, you still did up until then. Like, you know, all of that shit you did, you were still, like, where you were in 2015 or whatever. So it's just, like, crazy to see. 
I don't know. And now it's like, ooh, I just hate to see that. I hate to see, like, I don't know. It's like, the, like I said, the anger's in the right place, the protest and the organization's in the right place. I still think everybody should wash their hands because Corona is literally sitting on the sidelines waiting. But yeah, um, in my opinion, I definitely agree with you on that, but I kind of look at it as not, it's like everybody's definitely mourning George Floyd specifically, but when you think about it, it's also the buildup of so much that we don't hear. And I kind of touched on this before when I kind of talked about, you know, like all of the news articles that I saw just from doing a quick a quick search on Twitter about the county I live in. It's like you see so many of these articles and so many of these like places where like you see people who are trying to mourn their loved ones and they can't. And like this is just something that happens like hundreds of times, like thousands of times in like just the last few years. And somebody, I thought, um, put it interestingly. They were like, you know, Emmett Till, of course, he wasn't the first. Rosa Parks wasn't the first to do whatever. But it was like people just, I don't know if it's like just a combination of, you know, timing and a combination of the current circumstances. The fact that, you know, it's an election year. Everybody was in the house. You know, people are on social media now heavily and and are able to see this shit in a new way than, you know, they were before and actually see the real raw, like, this is literally what's happening in real life. But, you know, just people just are fed the fuck up. And, you know, like, a lot of people are like, oh, I've never seen, like, white people be this into it or whatever. But, you know, even with, like, Rodney King and stuff, even though, like, white people saw that, you know... I don't want to downplay Rodney King at all. Like, this is, you know, no shade to Rodney. But, you know, seeing him get beat up is one thing. But with this, we literally, like, saw the entire, from beginning to end, of somebody literally, like, killing this man over the over the time of nine minutes, you know. So it's just, like, people... And, like, this is, for a lot of white people, their first time really seeing, like, the literal, like, raw, non-edited, like, I'm watching an eight-minute video of somebody killing somebody, and it just happens to be a police officer. And, you know, to them, they're like, I'm like, I know that, you know, police officers don't like black people and that, you know, they, like, do that or whatever, but, like, they're, like, literally, like, seeing it. Like, it's hard to deny that shit. Of course, people are still going to deny it, but, like, it's incredibly difficult to deny, like, you know, the footage that, you know, was, um, that occurred, because that shit was just completely, like, heinous. I feel like I was on Law and Order SVU for a second. That shit was just heinous, though. You was giving... The heinous crime. And, you know, people are fed up. So yeah. he, he de- like, they're definitely mourning him, but they're also mourning their brother, their father, their sister, their son, their friend, wow. all of these other people who this has happened to and, like, they haven't been able to, like, really attach it to anything or really attach to something that could really, like, change. So it's like they're going to see something like this and really be like, damn, like, you know what? I'm about to put my full effort into this because I'm doing this for, you know, whoever. So I... That's kind of my take on it. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I think it's it's always like a spectrum. I don't think it's one answer in these type of situations. I feel like not every black person has to think the same. You know what I'm saying? What What is getting people canceled is being counterproductive to any type of movement. So, like, we're sitting here trying to, like, you know, 
fight for things and like you know protest and stand up for Black Lives Matter and like you know just in the not necessarily Black Lives Matter but like the movement in general because I saw D Ray with some pants on the other day that made me question you know activism. Ooh. But it's fine. Fashion is fashion, and activism is for activism. The day Beyonce follows D Ray is going to be a day. I think she forgot that she follows him. The day that, the day that Planet of the Apes <laughs> follows him. <coughs> that shit was funny. And it's like white people petty enough to somehow put that in be- the next. Um, Planet of the Eight movie because you know one's coming out in the next couple years <laughs> and somehow put like some type of D-Ray character in it and now all of those people that were like involved in that movie were really kind of canceled over racism shit some this you shit so I'm like maybe at that time they were trying to put that vest on that monkey to throw shade in fucking D-Ray maybe he was right this whole time we all were just it was like, like I literally watched him get like canceled that night in real time it was like did he just did he just compare himself is this real life did he just say that they did this because of him and the white guy under it had the fucking receipts receipts give me oh this vest We being counterproductive to the movement, bitch. Oh, my God. But anyways, you know, we had to key on that a little bit. Shit. Oh. And that don't make him any greater, any less, like, of a leader. Well, I don't think of... That doesn't make him any less of, like, a figure in the movement or, like, demean him in any way. Like, the pants was weird. The the vest thing was weird. The Planet of the Apes thing was weird. It's fine. Keep doing the good work, and we will be right here with you. Right, at least you're doing something. And that's what fucking I think about. Oh, 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 shut the podcast down. Hold on. Und was ist mit J-Lo? Die kenne ich nicht. I don't know her. I don't know the woman. I still don't know her. I have to make a confession. So I've been standing a certain female that I've shown outward aggression toward. Um pretty much my entire career on the internet. Um, oh, wait, no. Let me take that back. Recent internet. Because, you know, I don't like the other bitch. Um, but there's uh, been who? a certain star that you stand um, and that has been really out here doing the work. Like, she's really been out here donating all her little proceeds to, like, the bailout funds. Like, she's on virtual concerts. Like... I've not seen Natalie LaRose more activism from the girl who stop saying her name on this podcast. <laughs> we don't know her. Uh, no, but Tina She, uh, like Tina She has become Tanache throughout uh, this experience for me personally. I've not and, and 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 you know, I'm petty enough to like go through these girls' timelines. Like the girls tweet standard shit, but like Tina She Tanache be about it. And, you know, I don't even, you know, she's not even really from here all like that. So, like, she really don't have to stand up and be, like, in somebody's face. She's from California. She was the first person to call out. Well, you know, but her roots are from over there. Like, she could just be one. Because, you know, we can get into one day how, like, Africans and South Africans don't really like us. But this has been one of the first movements where I've seen, like, everybody on the same page. And that's more of what I'm kind of get at, like, Tina, she 
certain people like have these platforms and they've been fucking up and certain people have been having these platforms and been doing well. Like Tor um Tory Lanez and these people that have like, oh I've gotten this fame through quarantine, but I'm also Right, like, yeah. Definitely now we on, on some movement shit. Yeah. So like it's that. And then you have the other side where people are being dumb as fuck. We'll get there later. <clears throat> but yeah, like Tina She I'm trying to think of somebody else in that. Fuck I lost my train of thought. Yes, a few people, you know, shout out to um even the people we follow, like Jamar Michael, he's definitely been doing the Lord's work. Oh, he's yeah. been providing a lot of insight to me shout and Chris out. personally. So shout out to a lot of our cousins who have been yeah. sending us in different content and pieces like that and helping us really, you know, see what is going on from different angles and sides. <sighs> you know, we yeah. appreciate all cousins of all credos and of all credos and all discrepancies. Because <laughs> somebody, somebody sent us that Trump shit and was like, see, this is why he's my fave. And I was like, girl. Girl. the man, A man you like one insecure you tweet and y'all want to go stand. But you see. <laughs> no. But yeah, you know, shout out to all of... But yeah, shout out to everybody who is using their platform, you know, however large or small it may be to just spread awareness and really help the rest of us really just learn some shit and really just be better people because that's what's going to help people change some shit. But yeah, so moving on along, we didn't want to be that like fist in the air podcast, but apparently we are this week and y'all going to deal um after we come back from these commercial breaks we will after we come back from this commercial break we will talk about leah michelle's dumb ass and drag race because <laughs> <laughs> that's where i could put the commercial you can go from i should start a podcast to actually starting a podcast with spreaker spreaker's tools allow you to record manage distribute and monetize any podcast idea whether it's about your business or even your cat and as your podcast grows, Spreaker helps you manage your success and even monetize it. That means all you need to get started is a microphone and a really good idea. Learn more and get 30% off at Spreaker.com slash get started. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R dot com slash get started. All right, everybody. No more drama. Time to vote for either Rachel or Mercedes. Excuse me, Schuster. Before we cast another pointless vote in a meaningless contest that has absolutely no practical ramifications whatsoever, I would like to say some words about my good friend, Rachel Berry. Rachel Berry is the most horrible human being on the planet. What? Can it troll? Santana. You have sold half the people in this room down the river more times than I can count so that you can get a solo or the lead in a musical. And I'm pretty sure that you don't know the names of the other half of the people. That's not true. All right, what is his name? Rick. Exactly, thank you. See, you've all met Rachel. Okay, but I've, I live with her. Let me tell you what it's like to share a bathroom with this stubby, undergrown little cretin. Someone in that apartment shaves their face and leaves their stubble in the sink, and we all know it ain't Kurt, so do the math. And mind you, it's so crazy. Like, I don't know if I told you this, but why have I been, like, standing Glee and specifically Leah Michelle recently? Me too! We had just 
the night, whatever night that shit happened or whatever, mm. we had got into the um, Celine Dion performance. Mm. Was, yeah, Celine Dion thing she had did like, and we had got to Celine Dion's version. We were like standing, Leah Michelle standing, um, Celine Dion. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, she was that bitch, and da 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 da. da she was kind of a bitch. It was crazy how the show was kind of real life, and Ryan really worth worth their shit into. It was crazy. And then it ended up that that shit happened. And I was like, oh yeah, was just talking about this bitch and standing her oh and now i gotta understand why the fuck was i like uh, like i don't know if you've seen it but like i had searched santana because i was trying to find santana and oh i did santana and leah michelle when she did the barbara streisand thing and when they got into it and mm-hmm. she slapped her i had like searched that mm-hmm. like the day before all the leah michelle came, leah michelle shit came out and I was like, oh my gosh, not that this, I can literally use this clip I looked at yesterday <laughs> and make it like shade. Because it was like, I was like, oh, Santana really did run up on there on that bitch and like got her together. But like, Leah was clearly the better vocalist. But like, that was where she did uh, Don't Rain on My Parade. And I was like, yes, bitch. Yeah, we were standing nigh up too. Yeah, we had such a good moment with Glee. And now no, she can't. But anyways, fuck Leah Michelle. Yeah, fuck her, honestly. Um, Leah Michelle this week got called out by basically everybody she's ever worked with about being um, a bitch and a microaggressive, slightly racist, and um, privileged voice of Glee, um, if you will. Basically her character. Yeah, I don't really even know how to start, honestly. It literally was like I woke up, it was hashtag Leah Michelle, and I jumped right in that bitch with my aggressions. I was like, you know what? I ain't never really liked Rachel anyway. It was like one of those moments. And I had to go back and see what the- I didn't I thought she wasn't that good of an actress. You know what? You was probably the bitch on screen queens too. You always play a little low down bitch, bitch at the end of it. Okay. Um and honestly, I don't know Leah Michelle. I haven't followed Leah Michelle's career after Glee too much, or after um, Screen Queens too much. I don't think too many people have. T. And I heard that she had put out an album and it had flopped. And, you know, honestly, she wasn't really my favorite in Glee. She's literally a good voice and not necessarily, her character wasn't really that likable. She wasn't really that good of an actress. She had a lot of no's. So there was a lot going on with me and Michelle that I didn't really trust. And we all knew that Amber, Amber Riley, um, Naya Rivera's crazy ass, and like, you know, Artie in the wheelchair was the true voices of, you know, Glee. And Alex Noel. Alex Noel and um, Tina Cohen Chang. Was also, huh? <laughs> y'all. He has this thing about Tina Cohen Chang. I just don't understand. He hates her. <laughs> he hates that she was included in like the. She had her moments like towards season three where they started letting her sing. Shout out to Tina Cohen Chang. They let her sing in one episode, and they had to auto tune that bitch more than share believe. Uh, Okay, yeah, but shout out to uh, the girl, the Gleeks for getting um, Leah Michelle the fuck up out of here. Like, what did you think as like a Glee stand? Yeah, I was just really surprised. Um, you know, it was crazy because I was just standing Leah Michelle and introducing her to a couple other friends of the show. Um, so it was like, damn, we was just standing your ass and you over here like really letting us know that you really were Rachel Berry. 
But shout out to all of the um, actors who were able to have their voices be heard. You know, a lot of times I feel like I feel like we're in. <laughs> I feel like we're kind of in the opening ceremony of a new. I don't want to say hashtag, and I don't want to, you know, like conflate it with anything like that. But something about this moment is feeling like the birth of the Me Too mo movement. Even though you know the Black Lives Matter movement has been here for a few years now at this point, it just feels like it's just morphed into like I don't know, like a digivolved version of itself. <laughs> yeah. So. So at this point, it just feels like, you know, especially having these African-Americans in different um, industries who are able to have their voices be heard, it really feels empowering. It feels like for once, you know, as long as we get it on camera or as long as we have the platform to really be able to help, help it spread, then we really have a voice that like we really haven't had in the past. So it's definitely baby steps. Um, I really want to see more of just black people getting what they deserve, you know. Um, sis, in a video that I watched that um, we'll probably post at some point, she made a really good point in, you know, comparing it to, it's kind of like Monopoly. Like, imagine playing a game of Monopoly and going 400 rounds of Monopoly and having the rules rigged against you. And suddenly for, you know, 50 rounds, now they're like, oh, okay, you can do what you want to do. For 30 of those rounds, they're like, actually, we're just going to take your shit anyway. 20 of those 30, like, and literally gets to, like, it, it makes sense while, you know, it makes sense why the wealth gap is what it is and why it's so hard for African Americans to get ahead. You know, I don't want to be, like, one of those people that are like, oh, you see, they just always complaining and blaming other people and doing that. But it's, like, it's literally true. Like, the science and the numbers are there. Numbers don't lie. Yeah. Y'all literally built this country off of our work, and y'all got the wealth that came with it, and we didn't. So how do you think it's going to help? How do you think we're going to be able to get ahead when we're so far behind? It's like... Mm. Mm. Preach! So you know what? That's why I want my motherfucking 40 acres and a mule. Shit, give me all my shillings. So, to like tie a micro uh, topic in here, I've recently been watching Veep um, on HBO and I haven't made it to the end, so don't spoil nothing for me. Veep. But <clears throat> it really highlights how politics is a self serving game. And like, they could, like, when Trump, when the coronavirus hit, and they were like, we need like basically every company that can make a ventilator to make a ventilator. We need everybody that can do this to do it. And he only contracted it out to the people that he had interest in. And my brother is like, works for Ford and is like, I don't know how to build no ventilator. Like, it's one of those like, they're teaching them on the go because that's who the pressure's been led on, but that's not, it was only in their interest. And it's so interesting how like, even with black, you know, the Black Lives Matter thing and you know, everything, the politicians really are like kind of self-serving. They're, they're in it for themselves and the, the, the righteousness of the party or, or like what the party's interest is. And it's, it's crazy when you think like literally if they didn't have Democrats and Republicans and we just kind of could come to a common sense census like 
how much different the democracy process would actually be and how much more would be put in the hands of people that protest and that do these things versus the people like uh, bitch ass Leah Michelle, like the rich or like these people that have this influence and power over people but also have influence and power over these politicians and these laws and I don't really even know if I'm still making sense at this point but I connected the two <laughs> together and I felt like I had made a great I think you made a great point. Oh, yeah. What the fuck, Amy? I am putting out two fires in there, and I turn around to find out that you have set fire to the fucking fire truck? The level of incompetence in this office is staggering. 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 We be to y'all. We've been trying to do like shorter episodes for y'all, and for some reason we can't. <laughs> <laughs> we just can't, but we trying. But yeah, fuck Leah Michelle. We are, we are. And shout out to Glee. Shout out to Ryan Murphy. I did finish Hollywood. It was cool. Oh shout out to the black guy in Hollywood. If he is gay, then we will be having sex at some point, and I will let you know how it is. Oh, yeah. Shout out to the dude from um, Roll Bounce. No, not Roll Bounce. Um, the Get Down and um, Pikachu and, like, I forget his name. Oh, shoot. Oh, I'm anti-gay. Coronavirus! Please hold. Benji Slimit. His name is Benji. No, that's not him. Justice Smith. Justice Smith is funny. Justice Smith? Mm-hmm. All right, you ready? So shout out to Justice Smith from um, Pikachu and shit. He do work. Um, he came out as gay, or I guess we came in as like knowing that he was gay or whatever. Um, yeah, he is dating Nicholas Ash from, I don't know if you watch Queen Sugar. But he's on Queen Sugar. Mm-hmm. He's one of those, like, I won't say glorify extra, but I just did. Um, but, like, one of those people that's, like, on the show or whatever. Um, I don't watch. Oh, I want to go to a party that they're both at. He's one of those, like, weird, funny-looking gays. That's like, I knew you were kind of gay, but I didn't want to, like, bully you into that. I didn't know, like, you know, <laughs> you can look at a, you know, look at a character on a Netflix movie and be like, hmm, you suck dick. But you don't want to be like that because they, you know, that's just stereotypical. And you didn't want to be bullied like that because, of course, you was trained in high school. I was trained in high school. That's not what told me. Well, it was a liar, so. <laughs> All right, so now on to the main event. Bring back my girls. Bring back my girls. This week's watch list is going to be All Stars 5, Episode 1, The Phantom Menace, or whatever it was called. 
I was about to be like, is that really what it's called? <laughs> I hope not. Let's see. It was probably called All Star Variety Special Three. <laughs> all, right, All Star Variety Extravaganza. <laughs> do they change that title or is it <laughs> the same thing every year, <laughs> or do they just make Extravaganza something else? I feel like they just add a word to it. It's like All Star Variety something. It's like we get it. Um, but yeah, so this week RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars Five premiered. Um, we are about to go in depth into it, so please. If you're still listening to the sound of our voices, click that follow button, click that subscribe button if you're on YouTube listening and watching this. And let's get into it. I love getting into stuff. <laughs> so, uh, All Stars 5 comes on and immediately we are accosted by who should have won season 9, pause for the rose petals, Shea Coulee. I'm black. I don't know about how I feel about you using the word accosted <laughs> with the one of the two African Americans on the show. Yeah. I feel like you could have used a less aggressive terminology. Well, we are not having that energy in this part of 2020. Well, Shay Kool-Aid. So you remark on her floral and you remark on her beat. Don't you remark on her aggressive shoulders that were pointing <laughs> at us the entire time. Because <laughs> her shoulders was out, honey. She was going to give us shoulder, okay? Um... Shea Coulee, listen, I like Shea Coulee. I love Shea Coulee. But something about her face this season is going to bother me. I don't know if it's because she's <laughs> painting differently or the planes of her face have been terraformed differently. But I that, some about Shea Coulee I just didn't really get. I got it in Boy, but I didn't get it in Drag. Damn, but I was thinking I got it in Drag, but not in Boy. We're gonna have to watch. We're gonna have to wait. I'm gonna put uh, Shea Coulee on a two week suspension um, as far as my standship. Because I need to see. With pay or without? With, <laughs> with pay for one week and with rose petals for the second week. So, Shay's performance. What did you think about Shay's performance? Shay, her performance was cool. You know, um, I really liked the song, actually. I meant to look it up. You know, we're not gonna act like we didn't fuck it up to Cocky and yeah. a couple other of Shay's bops. So, I was like, I'm sure this is her song. I'm sure she put it out because why the fuck would you not? Well, I could see why not. I think she put it out, though. So I definitely will be checking Shay's social media to see if the bop is out. As far as the striptease number, I felt like she could have came a little harder, but that's just because I went to Puerto Rico, King of Diamonds, spring break, and in the midst of that and saw bitches 80 feet in the air literally fucking it up. Yeah. So I feel like my standard of strippers is just completely just out of whack. But I fucked with the performance. What did you think about it? My thing is, again, with the planes of Shay's face this season, she kind of like one of the vampires from the first season of Buffy at certain angles. Damn, that's season one. Yeah, like not season two when they really got the CGI together, but the first season when it was like turn away forehead. Like very that. Um, but the stripper performance to me, she could have came harder. I wasn't really impressed with anything Shay did this episode. It was kind of just midline for me, and I'm really expecting a lot from Shay this season. Like, I'm really expecting you to be where you were season nine when you should have won, but that bitch pulled some rose petals on her scalp, so that pretty much prevented you from your win. But you had that se that season was a really good season, and I don't really get that this time around. 
After Shea Coulee, we had Miss Cracker. And Cracker! <laughs> Guess who's cracking the house, girl? Yeah, I'm here for Cracker. Um, I think this was a good episode for her. You know, as Chris said, me and him have said literally since we first laid eyes on Cracker that she is a perfect contender for an All-Stars because he knew she wasn't going to win because Aquaria was there. <laughs> so, you know, we were like, she's a perfect contender for All-Stars. She definitely can lip sync her ass off. She has a personality. She's really able to lean into different parts of her personality without really coming off in a negative sense. And that's definitely something that's going to help her this season because with the way the world is right now, you know, Miss Cracker had to say, she had to give her a little statement. Y'all remember this was filmed last year. Right. So whatever the fuck y'all about to see was filmed last year. Yeah. But I know that whatever it is, that Miss Cracker, I'm sure, will be able to uh, make sure she's on the right side of plausible deniability because she's not a dumb bitch. She's been reviewing these bitches for four years. She know what to do. Right. I already caught her doing her little shit trying to be the voice of the season. I was like, oh, I see you trying to slide up in there, sis. Yeah, she's definitely <laughs> learned and, gr and grown from like her season. What about Cracker's performance? Do you remember Cracker's performance? Yeah, I do. I liked it. I didn't love it. Um, it kind of gave me the same but not as bad feeling as um, a couple other performances that I'm sure we'll get to. But um, to begin to push that nail in, it just kind of bored me. You know, it was a lip sync to a track. I mean, I appreciated that at least Miss Crackers was an original track and not just a bunch of RuPaul mashups. Right. Um, but I did see how she tried to add in there like the little, you know, colloquialisms of her or whatnot, the little um, pickles shit and all of that. I felt like she could have came harder, but it gave me firmly safe. Yeah, it was it was definitely her trying to jump outside the box. And my only fear with Cracker this whole season and like all of Drag Race is that I really like the things that you do outside of Drag Race. And you have that confidence of just being Cracker and being like the funny girl we kind of know you as. But like when you try to step outside your box for Drag Race, it's very evident. And this was very evident move. I'm gonna step outside my box and do this little boom cack for y'all. And that's just gonna be it. And I was like, mm, okay, safe. Like you could, you're not giving me anything impressive, but you're not, whatever. It's kind of safe. Um, from Cracker, we get Alexis Mateo. Boricua in the house to take the crown. Pick me now. I'm Alexis Mateo from season three and All Stars one. Bam! 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 Season three. The Puerto Rican. The Puerto Rican. Well, if Jocelyn is the Puerto Rican princess, what's Alexis Mateo? I don't know. To me, Alexis Mateo is the original Puerto Rican princess. I mean, I'm just going to be honest. Like, bam! Like, bam! I really like Alexis Mateo. I liked her in season three. I liked her in this episode. I think that Alexis Mateo is one of those. It's like, Vanjie was a little too much, and Alexis Mateo is just enough in all the good ways. And I think that's what we were missing from, like, Vanjie, that smoothness, that, I'm Alexis Mateo. Like, it just is what it is. It's not necessarily her being a caricature of kind of herself. It is, she is the, I don't know if that's going to sound shady. I'm going to say she is the caricature. But she is the blueprint for that to be something that somebody else could try to be like a Vanjie. Bam! 
Yeah, you know, Alexis Mateo is, I want to say, one of the original Latin queens of the show. You know, we always get our um, Latin queens that add in their flair and really help make the seasons worth watching. And, you know, that you can tell they do that for a reason because they do have great personalities that are made to be, like, you know, entertaining and whatnot. And Alexis definitely fits within that mold. So I'm excited to see what she'll be doing in the season. You know, she was in the finals both times, so let's not act like the bitch don't play. Plus, she fucked it up in that performance. I was over here. Yeah. I was over here. Get you, get you, yaga guy with the bitch. Well, I do declare Miss Blair St. Clair. Well, I do declare Blair St. Clair is all grown up now, bitches. What you think about her this episode? A woman. <laughs> Child, sis was the definition of she was feeling her push. She was feeling her beat. Mm. <laughs> Um, you know, she was looking 19 versus 13, so that definitely is an improvement as far as that's concerned. Yeah. I thought Blair was cool. You know, she definitely upgraded. Um, a lot of people don't know that Miss Blair actually puts out music, and she puts out bops. Yeah, number one Which single. I don't know. Or number one album. I don't know. Number one somewhere. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, I fucked with her. She actually had me dead in the reading challenge. It was like, she was good with her little comebacks. You could tell she wasn't playing on this season. She was like, nah, these bitches ain't about to read me. Yeah. Cause you could tell she was like, I'm not gonna be the girl that everybody's trying to read. So she definitely had her little comebacks and they definitely was letting that be known because you know the editors like to show what they like to show, but they was definitely making sure that it be known that Blair's comebacks were seen. Yeah. So I fucked with um, what I was seeing. Her performance, also cool. She was also, she was firmly in the safe category as well. She was very safe for work. Yeah. Um, she, it also felt a little weird because while you were giving me 19, at certain points, you started to be like, all right, nah, nah, baby, don't do this. <laughs> nah, nah. Lead, lead us to Shay. <laughs> lead us to a woman. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, to me, Blair gave but, me all grown up version of herself. Like when Rugrats did all grown up, like she was like that version of like her season ten version. Like she's a little bitchier. She had confidence, but girl, okay, okay. <laughs> she gave me a. Blair two point remodel remastered. <laughs> it was supposed to be an India Fair reference. Oh, I was confused. Um, speaking, <laughs> I didn't have the music behind it. <laughs> speaking of some bitches that we may or may not have forgot about. Um, oh. Oh. India 2.0 here. Remodeled, remastered, and ready for action. Surprise, bitches. It's me, India Fair from season three. Drag is not a contact sport. India Fair literally was the highlight of the night. Mama bought the drama with uh, Derek Berry. Mama bought like a number, a winning performance. And I don't remember much about India Fair, but I remember in season three, she kind of looked a little in around the house. But this <laughs> is, she looked like HD ready. I was, I was very impressed with Miss India Fair this episode. I was. Surprisingly. And I don't get impressed about it much. 
Yeah, like, it was, I was really excited for this season in particular because it had a lot of queens from, you know, pre-season six, which, you know, we say there's a difference. You know, Mm. you got seasons Mm. one through three, you got four through six, then you got the current era that we're in, which I feel like might be a new era. You can only really tell, like, after it's been a couple years, but seven to maybe ten-ish an hour and whatever era that is. And we're really able to see, like, wow, like, you guys have really improved in like the 10 years since you've all been on TV and people like India where you know we haven't seen her on TV since season what was that three that was um 2011 it's like damn she went that's a long ass time ago mind you she went home early on season three and she went home Oh, she went home early on season three to Mimi on first, who ended up getting a storyline for All Stars. So people really weren't checking for like the India, f- you know, Mimi on first storyline after a while. So India, yeah, India was very, very impressive this episode. And do you want to get into shit with her and Derry Berry now? Woo! Ooh, I did it again. Woo! I'm Derek Berry, and I'm from season eight. It's Derek, bitch. You know me. Hey, Derek. I have thought. Drag Race is being very messy these last few seasons. This gives me what they tried to get out of Gia Gunn and Farrah from All Stars 4. And yeah. it's, it's giving very Milk um, and Kennedy when they tried. That was like the inception of like, y'all work together off camera, but I right. know y'all have mess over there that would lead over here. And that gave me Kennedy and Milk in that season because y'all, they had said, oh, we work yeah. together and all of a sudden you being a bitch. So they built on that on like, oh, so two bitches that had beef outside can work. But remember, Fair wasn't really for that shit. Fair was like, okay, I'm just trying to get, you know, I just ain't gonna be a storyline Gia. Right. This was full on, bitch, I know that you know that some shit has gone down between us. Derek is the petty queen that likes to be petty, so she was gonna bring it up regardless. And you and I know that that should happen. So it was interesting that Mm y'all bought this off the Sunset Strip and brought it right on into Drag Race. Brought it right up on in there. I was like, y'all better be giving Nebraska her little backdoor pilot. Yeah. Y'all know they've been saying Nebraska gonna be on the show for the last three, four years. I'm I'm actually ready for Nebraska to be on the show because I don't think she's gonna win her original season, but I think she'll be a great All-Stars. Yeah. And Alaska, I mean, I don't know if she's... I wonder how, like, close her and Alaska are. Like, do they still... Is she still, like, her mother? Or have you just, like, let her go and, like, let her go to Derek Berry? Right, I think I saw she be, like, commenting on shit still, if I'm not mistaken. As far as Derek Berry is concerned, other other than the drama, um, Mama came to AS5 with a real I'm not trying to be Britney vibe but i'm britney but literally came out there in britney's tear away from the 2000 and bleed performance and literally like you didn't you didn't change your hair or makeup at all for you to look anything other than britney and got them cry because everybody called you britney because my whole thing is you know at this point People have seen fucking YouTube. YouTube will show you that bitches can look like a completely different person. Mm -hmm. At this point in the game, there is no excuse to be like, that makeup cannot be changed to where you are still beautiful, but you do not look like Britney. Because at the end of the day, I was looking at the nigga, he do kind of look like Britney. He do like Britney, he do. But makeup can make you look like whatever the fuck. Whatever the fuck. You don't gotta look like yourself. 
And it's like bitch, you weren't even trying. You could do something. You weren't even trying. You weren't even giving the essence of, like, I'm trying to give something different. I'm trying to give a cut crease here. I'm trying to do this. You look like you've kind of more perfected the Britney look you had in season eight. And I ain't gonna you weren't even cry. You weren't even try. You were just crying. Like, and I get that you, you, you know, the impressions thing. Impressions can go either way. Because to me, it wasn't. She wasn't necessarily the worst that night. We'll get there. But like, Derek's impressions were. Tr- I thought she was pretty fucking bad. She was bad, but it wasn't like it wasn't like oh okay. It wasn't like Coco Montrese when she did that tap dance number where it's like oh we know you going home. It all starts to, it's like, we know you went home first. <laughs> as soon as you saw it. Derek, to me, gave, again, it could have been Angina or it could have been Mayhem. Like, we'll get there. But, like, yeah, that's Derek Berry to me. Like, um, she did get eliminated. Spoiler alert. I guess I should have said that before. But she did get eliminated. Um, we'll get to the way she got eliminated. But, yeah, shout out to Derek Berry. I guess. Next call up. After that, we got to go back to Miss Mariah, Paris, Balenciaga. In a room full of 10, I'm always grand prize. She's here to save the day. <laughs> I'm Mariah Balenciaga, a.k.a. Mariah Paris, a.k.a. Mariah Successful, a.k.a. Miss Queen of All-Star Season 5. Prepare to gag on my eleganza. No, you said it right the first time. <laughs> From season three, um, very mad to me, honestly, this this season. Like, this so far, I don't, I'm not really impressed. I didn't like the entrance outfit. I didn't really like the, the performance so much. I like the meaning, but it's like the performance to me kind of fell through more than I got the meaning. I got more of the meaning when Ricky Martin told me what the meaning was than anything else. See, I was so confused because I thought it was about domestic violence. It was about slaves, wasn't it? I, oh, I don't know. I guess. I, don't know. I think so, yeah, it was. Well, see, that's the problem. But I, thought it was about, <laughs> I thought it was about domestic violence because it was giving me, like, that Kenya production from that one Real Housewives episode. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, I don't know what was up with their mics, if it was them, if it was just the mics, but a lot of people, it was very hard to hear them. I don't know if they should have did backing tracks or studio versions and not live, but, like, it was, it made it, it made a lot of the performances lose a lot of the punch that they could have had because it was hard to hear them, and I watched this shit three times. (laughs) And speaking of that was the downfall of uh, Mayhem Filler's performance. I didn't come to crash the party. I came to end it. I am Mayhem the Drama Miller from RuPaul's Drag Race season 10. Um, And like whole presence this episode was very like delayed. I don't know. I was really expecting this energy from Mayhem in season 10. Like I expected her to go further in season ten, so I expected like this same energy. My headphone died. Oh okay. That scared me. But yeah, so mayhem. Mayhem filler was cute this episode. I did think that she deserved to be in the bottom. Um, That little owl look that you had from that meme was cute, but that ain't necessarily going to translate on the show i.e. Jasmine Masters so 
Uh, it's like everybody's trying to be Vanjie and they end up being Jasmine Masters. And that's literally the thing. Vanjie was so... And it's almost like how I expect Alexis Mateo to kind of come out. Like, Alexis Mateo is very a genuine in her season. Like, the bam, the insta, the insta, or a sick thing, no. It's like all that shit came from, like, her just being Alexis Mateo, not necessarily trying to, like, remanufacture into a branding thing. And that's why I think kind of like, man, Miller got wrong there. You tried to like make that your thing with the eyes, but you should have kind of, you kind of should have waited till a lip sync to do that. I would have waited till a, a lip sync and really bust that on on RuPaul so they can kind of catch, oh, that was the reference. Versus it being like a song that we can barely hear and then you just kind of like look like you staring off. Whatever, it's boring. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Mayhem's energy was just very much, you're going to be one of the first two or three people to go home. And that's no shade. Like, I really do love Mayhem. I think, you know, she does bring the party sometimes, but she just wasn't bringing the party. Like, I just wasn't that impressed. And, you know, I want to root for everybody black, especially during these times. So I will continue rooting for you, Mayhem, but you're going to have to step your pussy up, sis. You you need to have the opposite of your um you need to have the opposite trajectory of your season. Yeah. You're a self-referential queen. You knew you know your season. You started up where you started and you ended where you ended. Now you need to do the opposite. Yeah. We will be here for you in solidarity, my black sister. Because honestly, Mayhem could go far and be and be really good, like a Monique 2.0 for the season, like a voice, but like also like. You kind of like grew throughout the season. Like, ma'am, didn't really get a chance on season 10 to like give her all because she was gone after like four episodes. And we all know how like the first four episodes, you ain't really get shit yet, honestly. Um, but moving on to my episode's fave. Listen, Jujubee. I'm Jujubee from season two of RuPaul's Drag Race and season one of Austin. Third time's the charm. Come on, Grandma Barbie. (laughs) I fucking love Jujubee. From the reading challenge. My mom loves Jujubee too. I can see that. Like, from the reading challenge, I think she sang beautifully in the uh, main challenge. She looked like she had the most money out of everybody there with the most simplest outfits. Juju is a legend from season two and All Stars one. Like Juju, be come on. To me, I'm calling it for me. Juju's gonna be my um, call for the season. Apart from Juju fucking up royally, I I can see Juju getting the crown. Yeah, I definitely, um, I do fuck with Jujubee as well. As I said earlier, my mom is also a little Jujubee stan. You know, let's not forget, this was the bitch that likes black dick and chicken. Okay. So, you know, we might just have to stand. Stand. Um, I too. She did sing her ass off. Like, I was like, ooh, is this a studio? I don't really know. Right, I'm like, this is a good version. Like, if even if it was a studio, I'm like, this is kind of like a little bob. Like a little... Whatever it is, Blair should have did that. Yeah. Because really a lot of people should have did that. Because whatever it was, the mic gods was on your side. Because that voice was cutting through, whereas everybody else was sounding like Ariana Grande then got put through the warbler even farther. Right. And no shade to India Fair. I love India Fair. It's like 
thing that she did this episode. But I thought Juju was gonna win the main challenge. I thought she was gonna win the mini and the main, honestly. She should have. Yeah. Like the voice on that performance was really good. Rue was into it. And that mini challenge, I mean, those reads were better than nobody had good reads this season. Did you clock that? I thought they had some good reads, but Juju B definitely was like funny as fuck. I didn't like nobody else's really reads besides like Juju's <laughs> Blair. I thought the um the Earth turning on its accent, the Earth turning on its axis was funny to me. Yeah, Blair's little thing the, was cute. The, the piranha shit was funny to me. But see, that got messy. The piranha and it your was. mouth, and then India coming back and saying <laughs> that you ain't gave us nothing but 2008 Britney. Can we free Britney? Yes. But that wasn't funny to me. I was like, I don't really get this. Yeah, India should have had a better comeback. But I also feel like India wasn't expecting that type of interaction <laughs> at that moment. <laughs> she can't have a little breastplate, and she can't just be on the show. <laughs> you know she wanted to pick that bitch up so bad. <laughs> but one thing I wanted to get into while we were talking about Jujubee, can we get into how the two white queens who was getting into it was telling the two Asian queens and the two Asian queens was going in talking about it. Wait, what do you mean? Because one of them was um, with Jujubee and the other one was with Anjana. Oh, in the beginning when and, they were trying to get the mm-hmm, mess. Just how, they were, how the tea was being spilled yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And this will more so be when we get into Anjana, which we'll be getting into you in just a second, sis. Yeah. But it was just funny how, like, that situation that played out. It was like, not y'all for the mess, too. I mean, we all are, shit. Because no shade. Angina and Juju B have been twins in my head since I started watching Drag Race. For some reason, Angina gives me, like, the the basic level Digimon. And then Juju gives me, like, the ultimate version. And then somewhere out there... Well, it was supposed to be Kim Chi or Rock'em Sock'em. <laughs> but, like, one of them is, like, the ultimate version of the Digivo- Digivolution. But, like, it was interesting seeing and that. the Plastic TR is, like, the mega final She's version. She's, like, the like final like, oh. that come out cut. <laughs> yeah. The one that always come out, like, skinny and got, like, the beans. <laughs> like, that would be Plastic TR. Um, She's, like, the DNA Digivolution. Um, but yeah, like it, it was interesting because I did keep, peep that too. Cause I was like, oh, this is like the same person, like going back and forth getting the mess. Um, but yeah, that so those are the uh, angina. Um, angina. So y'all thought I'd never get here. Sorry, I was stuck in traffic. My name is Angina. I'm from the very first season of RuPaul's Drag Race. You look good. The one that started this whole shenanigans. To me, Angina was a, is a good addition to All Stars Five, but I need her to step her pussy up because this ain't this ain't season one, Queen. You can't just come out in a good outfit Ooh. and not get follow through. Like I got the tearaways, but we got reveals like four seasons ago, sweetie. We perfected that already. We're ready for you to give something else, and you didn't really give us anything. But we also don't know what to expect from you because you're not you haven't been around since season one, so. I'm still Team Angina, but I need to see more. Not Team Angina to win, because I'm Team um, Juju B to win, but you know. It's almost like, ooh, I'm about to kill you with this reference. It's almost like Juju B is the Goku. And no, Juju B is the, no, shut up. It No, I'm going to go back. You ready? Here we go. 
So are Jinos like the Goku, but Jujubee's like the Gohan? Like you're the son, but you're technically just predestined to be more powerful. You know, but Goku always has a shot because Goku is the original. So I can see that those two are correlated because I watched Dragon Ball Z. Okay, word. <laughs> no, for real. Why did I buy it? I feel like Shay had an okay work moment in the in this episode. I can see that. Why did I buy a Dragon Ball Z game and I'm like really trying to get into like Dragon Ball Z lore finally? Like the timeline. It's a lot. It is. 272 episodes, and that's just Dragon Ball Z. I didn't even know it was. So it's Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Z Kai, Dragon Ball Z GT. And like those all build upon the main story, and now they have Dragon Ball Super that's out. It's like the modern version. So, to my knowledge, you have the original trilogy. The original trilogy was Dragon Ball came out first. Mm hmm. And then Dragon Ball Z came out. Mm -hmm. And then Dragon Ball GT came out. So those were like the three originals. Mm -hmm. Dragon Ball Z Kai is just Dragon Ball Z, but it's like, I think they like take out the filler episodes or some shit like that. Mm -hmm. Cause Dragon Ball Z had a lot of filler. Like, oh my gosh, it used to be so irritating as a child with low patience. (laughs) And Dragon Ball Super, I think is the actual continuation of the story. So the timeline would go Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball GT, Dragon Ball Super. Okay, yeah. Like, I'm definitely getting into, like, the game is supposed to take, you might like this game, actually. It takes you through, like, from, so I saw, like, Goku, he had Gohan, and then Vegeta and the Saiyans came, and they, like, it was Vegeta and Nappa and I forget the other one's names, but they were all like pressed that like um, <laughs> that fucking Goku was so strong or whatever, or that Goku was strong and that Gohan was like even stronger. So they were trying to figure out what the fuck was going on. And then Miss Frieza, honey, she came to the planet and like took out Piccolo cousins and them. And was really trying to, like, figure out where the fuck Dragon Balls were. And then Vegeta had to join, like, the good side. And then Vegeta was like, bitch, I am with y'all. But then wasn't. Because then Goku took 20 years. It was... It's very much in, like, my, like, mental, like, compartmentalization of, like, people like Spike. Yeah. <laughs> that were That were, like, evil but then turned good. And it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's like Vegeta... I've already seen how that, like, would make me love Vegeta even more now. Because, like, so from that's where I'm at the game. So I'm at, like, the point where I'm supposed to start fighting Frieza. And so I went. Right, because I was like, damn. And mind you, the game goes all the way up to the Boo series. So I don't know much about that, but I've heard that's a long way away because I got to go through, like, Cell and all of them. Um, so then I went on YouTube and watched all, like, the timeline shit. So I got, like, the rest of the stuff. So I saw, like, Cells coming, Androids and the girls. Right. And then I go through, like, the Boo era. Then Boo keeps eating himself to get stronger and stronger and stronger. And then he he's one of those people that you don't beat. But, like, he just becomes, like, a lesser dangerous version of himself. Which I was like, I love that. Because that's how Buffy characters normally were. It was like, bitch, I could kill you. But I could just, like, beat Ben up and tell him never to come back. 
and they had a job spot reason. But it was one of those, like, and so I'm like, I'm now interested in Jack and Bossy was where that all went into. But yeah, um, so shout out to Dragon Ball Z, shout out to Drag Race, um, whatever you would like us to watch and review, please put down in the comments below. Make sure you follow Freeish at Freeish Media on all social media platforms. And this has been your watch. Bring list. back my girls. Bring back my girls. Bring back my girls. Bring back my. Bring back my. It's time for the fresh faves. Time to see why these niggas getting paid. Time to see why these niggas is our faves. We trying to understand. We trying to plan. Blow a J. I don't know. Anyways. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it is time for the freeish faves. Dun, dun, dun. Can you guys guess who our freeish fave will be? Pause this episode right now and tweet us who you think our fave is going to be. Which, you know, the one thing we haven't talked about yet that we might like. <laughs> crack! I don't know, beep. Oh. <laughs> Motherfucking crack! <laughs> Motherfucking crack! Uh. But on some non-crack related <laughs> things, our freest fave this week is the class of 2020 as well as the proceeding graduating ceremonies that coincided with their different graduations virtually. That was a lot of words and I'm continuing to say more. <laughs> Yo. I don't know what just happened. Shout out to the class of 2020. Listen, in age of corona, we have been going through a lot with like, you know, people being separated, socially distancing. There's a lot of people that are not having graduations. There are a few people that are, but they're like, you know, single graduations, like my niece and nephew just graduated and they had to graduate individually. So they had to like go up to Aww. the school every 15 minutes and everybody had like a 15 minute increment to like come into the school. And that's like Whoa. sad. Cause I remember I didn't graduate high, uh, I didn't graduate college because I didn't go to college all like that. But I remember like being class of 2010 in high school and it being like so fun, like senior year being lit graduation being cute even though you didn't do much but like graduation was just right. like a thing shit graduation was lit lit both years Ooh. even though I feel like I've told my Morehouse graduation story on the podcast but quick synopsis it was irritating it rained the whole time we were outside I was sick I was hungover I was ready to do other things. It was annoying. They had Stevie Wonder looking at the screen like, <laughs> it was just a lot. Oh my gosh. But I mean, at least the class of 2020 gets to have commencement speakers and performers like Beyonce, Literally. Giselle Knowles, hyphen Carter. Looking good. And Megan Thee Stallion's knees. Looking good. <laughs> Megan the Stallion was all over that little ass. Megan Stallion was all over that apartment, like tw like bitch. I'm gonna give y'all a performance, girl. <laughs> bitch, she Jada Essence hauled her way the fuck <laughs> through that bitch. She Megan fucking lip synced for her life. <laughs> Megan Essence Hall, yes. fierce. She definitely was giving you Jada Essence Hall, like. And then Beyonce, like, Beyonce, listen, 
You can't say much about Beyonce, much bad about Beyonce. Beyonce is fucking gorgeous, and Beyonce will get you together. She recognized that we didn't like that last little shit she gave us, so she was like, bitch, I'm going to give y'all a motherfucking speech on today. Angie has wrote me the <laughs> best speech on today for the YouTube, and I'm going to give you... <laughs> I practice. I'm ready. I, I'm ready. Let's go. I hear commencement speeches. <laughs> I see music. Class of 2020, I just got one thing to say to y'all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she got she talked shit about Jason Lee being a fat, a talented bastard or something like that. I heard that somewhere in there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what? I'll play the clip here. Um, unattractive, overweight, unworthy, untalented. Um, but yeah, shout out to 2020. Honestly, I love Beyonce. I love. Megan Stallion, BTS. It's a whole bunch of people that like we're doing things for graduation for YouTube. Shout out to everybody trying to give the class of 2020 a great commencement because honestly, graduation won't really matter that much to you, but it is the memories that you collect. So Beyonce was at your graduation. She wasn't at mine, so shout out. <laughs> shout out. You know who was at my graduation? My crackhead auntie. And you know what she tried to do? Burn down a golden corral. So we won't be talking about that. Damn, an RIP golden corral. Oh my gosh. So ghetto. Um, are you ready for a flop? I'm ready. Are you ready for a bunch of flops? How many? So shout out to uh, Katrina Laverne Taylor, Terry Crews, Akon, Shawnee, Jess Achuko, um, J.K. Rowling, Mona Scott Young, and all the Damn. people this week that decided to stand up for foolishness and confusion and wanted to like throw all of these other agendas into the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, y'all are coons and clowns for this week. Um, we're going to change the flop list um, for this week only to the coon list. Because Trina started the week off with some foolishness, had the nerve to get out here and talk about, you know, why are we talking about black on black crime and y'all are animals and this, that, and the third. Mind you, she ain't had a hit since 2007. Her hairline be sliding back like Bobby Light's relevancy. And I don't even see why she hasn't ever talked about black issues, but she been lighting on her skin for years. But I'm no Kaya. I think my thing with Trina is, I was just thinking about it, and I'm like, I feel like this is coming from a place of hurt. I don't give a fuck. I feel like she's... I feel like she's, like, really lashing out on some, like, Kanye when his, you know, mother passed. Because when you think about it, like, her brother was killed. Um, her mom died recently. And it, se it just feels like in the with the aggression that she's, like, giving all of these statements, it's like she's not realizing that. It's like you're misdirecting this energy. It feels like... In it's like just because this happened to you doesn't mean that this is everybody's situation is what she doesn't seem to understand. It's like, you know, black on black crime, like that's not a thing, even though a black person did kill your family member. It's, and it, you know, that's definitely a story to, you know, stick up for. That's your family member, of course. But at the same time, that doesn't discredit what these other people have gone through at the hands of systematic racism, which definitely is also a thing. So, you know, you can't downplay other people just to try to, you know, build up the story, just to try to build up 
um, you know, what happened to your particular family member. And honestly, in my head, like, that's good and well for, like, you know, a defense against the dark arts. <laughs> but I really think that Trina... What was said? Trina has had years of a little microaggressions like this. Grieving may have brought it out in this context. Yes, I totally agree that she is going through some shit with her mama dying and all that. But at the same time, mama, this ain't a time to speak up. And reading the room is very popular right now on Twitter. And it's a very read-the-room situation. This same time to be right. inserting your personal bias Terry Crews with your little uh, white wife and you want to bring in all these things about all lives matter because that's what your testimony is that ain't testimony of the room the room is reading right. black lives matter I don't understand why Akon is down to six tech uh techno 6969's house you know on his house arrest you know giving him lace front wigs and having him play kumbaya down to the piano like Akon, go back to Africa, help China <laughs> colonize Africa like you've been doing, and mind your business because I, I really don't have that for you. Miss Shawnee running around, running her mouth, talking about all the basketball, how people should, you know, treat black women and black women should be this. Yeah, you've been having black women running around <laughs> cheating and lying and stabbing each other and on various sets, you know, for decades. And I don't understand how, like, you have anything to say right now, ma'am. Read the room. Just so hilarious. You want to sit up here and still be mad because the gays got you together about being homophobic. But that's your across the bear, sweetie. This ain't your time to be coming in Black Lives Matter movement and making things about you and the lack of comedy that you have, sweetie. You've already been canceled off your show. You've been canceled off the internet. And we're trying to cancel you off this show as well. Speaking of cancel, did anybody tell J.K. Rowling to sit up here and be transphobic? The writer of the motherfucking Harry Potter series has the nerve to not have the imagination enough to believe in a trans woman's journey. I don't understand the foolishness. <laughs> Bitch, you better take your broom and go and play Quidditch on down to the unemployment office because we don't know you no more, sweetie. We Harry Potter wrote the book him damn, his damn self at this well, point. Well, while she's at the fucking unemployment office, can she tell them to fucking call me? Yeah, like, she needs to be out here replying for that $600 COVID because she's out here ruining her own damn career. And speaking of people that want to ruin careers and have ruined careers, Mona Scott Young, the next time you want to take a, a, a Be a Better Black Woman template and slide it across the internet, why don't you slide you on one of them waist trainers and get out there and do the work in the, in the streets on your own like some of these other people, since you want to talk about how to be a respectable black woman, yet you've had girls' vaginas been plastered all over your damn screen all over, for the past 10 years. You ain't did shit, you know, woman empowering since you was with oh Missy eating coochie back in, her, in those old days when you was uh, whatever the fuck you was. So, Mona, please don't give me that foolishness. A lot of these girls have been stepping out of their bounds lately, and I just don't understand it. It's like, read the room this to you like all of these movements come because people don't shut the fuck up when they need to shut the fuck up pokemon talking about how they love black people but you had that jigga bitch up there for years in blackface and then wanted to change her face to purple like we as kids didn't understand, didn't know that she was in blackface do you remember that <laughs> i do it was like they really and now like the kid like she's like a whole different color now like Completely where the kids wouldn't even know that was the reference if we even showed them the old picture. Mm -hmm. 
But yeah, that's it. That's my cool list for this week. We'll probably be updating it as the show goes along through this movement because people been acting a goddamn fool. You can also put Joe Biden on that list because he's also been out here shucking and driving for all the wrong well, reasons. And we got to vote for you in November because we don't want that other motherfucker in office. But you need to get your shit together, um, Biden. Get it together. <laughs> together. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're still listening to the sound of our voices, please follow us at Freeish Media. Um, download our app, merch coming soon, all that yah yah. And this thought Ricky leaves with you. That was, ooh, that was <laughs> Make sure you pet your cat the way it wants to be pet. Sometimes you just have to ask your cat what it wants. Sometimes you just gotta pet your cat and stroke it and see what it responds to and what she really likes. Do this next time and let me know how it helps. Okay, bye y'all. <laughs>